welcome back to People Are Complicated, a podcast sponsored by Cloverleaf, where we dig into all of the differences that cause tension at work with people and how those differences between us are actually signposts to the superpowers that can unlock really meaningful relationships and impactful work together. I'm your host, Kirsten Moorfield, and with me today is the Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson, what do you do? I'm Nick Jackson. I'm a motivational speaker, and, and actually, I'm a positive culture coach. And so I started off as a motivational speaker with NJS, and Nick Jackson Speaks is our corporate brand where we do corporate culture, and I moved into I Am Speak Love. With, that's our youth brand, and that's where we empower every youth to know that they're loved. And you also have a really cool business model where you'll do a corporate coaching and consulting event that will then sponsor you doing a, a youth event, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's get a speech, give a speech. So I love this. It, it's one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, right? There's a lot of schools and churches and community organizations that just don't have the money to book a motivational speaker or to have the content that we actually provide. What we do is we build this into the cost with our corporate clients. Yeah. And so our corporate clients are actually paying for speeches for them and also the kids in their community. It's special. Love it. All right, Nick. So, you know, as we do here, I would love to hear a story from you of somebody who's really different from you, how that caused some tension, and then really what that helped unearth and and build a better relationship together. What story you got, Nick? Right. So, I've been thinking about this for a minute. And, like, this is the month of the woman, right? Like, the Women's History Month, right? And I got to talk about my mom, right? So, my mom is probably the most different person from me. Like, but then we still have some similarities in how we interact with people. Yeah. It's so interesting. She's a she's a 3. And so she likes to On be the seen. Enneagram. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She likes to be seen. She likes to be recognized for her accomplishments. She comes in, she's boisterous just like I am, but a lot of times like uh, we just don't click. Okay. And 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 I, and I saw this especially when I was a child. I would see my mom striving for the affirmation of her family, striving for the affirmation of her friends, and I would see this and it would break my heart. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because my mom is the first woman that I've ever, like, bought flowers for. You know what I mean? And I would, like, get on my knee and I'd be like, I think you're so beautiful, right? Because I do. Yeah. And she'd be like, weirdo, get up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Here's some of the tension. Yeah. Right, right. Like, what is your problem? But she would say, I want this from your father. Mm. I don't want this from you. Mm-hmm. And for me, as an Enneagram 7, mm-hmm. I'm all about, like, Like, the things that I love to do, I want to get all in them. And I love to build into people. And I'm like, Mom, like, like how could I reach you? Like, how could I love you in this space of of inadequacy with you and my dad? Mm. Like, how could I reach you with this space of inadequacy between you and your colleagues? Like, like I I feel like there's a tension. We can't communicate because your mind's somewhere else. And so growing up, like, like by far, that was the first person in my life that I wanted more than anything to motivate to love themselves. And did it work? Absolutely not. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is a limitation to my gangster. Let me tell you, there is. Is your mom going to be a listener of this? Oh, I hope so. And, and mom, I love you just as much today as I did on that day. I, I just, I think you're great, period. Okay, so unpack that. Like, what do you think is really the, the, the core difference there that, that you're picking up on? So for me, it's just, this sounds so cocky when I say it. I love me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not really necessarily looking for your affirmation to tell me who I am. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy, and this, this is joy that, like, runs through me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see her waiting for affirmation from other people to mm-hmm. accept this love and joy. 
And so that's probably the biggest difference that I see between the both of them. Who do you think is more normal? You or your mom? Oh, we're both very abnormal. <laughs> like, let's go. So more normal, even both of us are running away from normal. I'm telling you that much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Nick, one of the things that you focus on in your coaching and in your your, your corporate events that you do is DE&I. Mm-hmm. What, what is really... Like, I, I don't even have a specific question. I just know that that is something you're really passionate about. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do there? So, and I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. I've yeah. been in DE&I way before I've been getting totally. paid to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And And the reason why is because I felt the tension sometimes. Sometimes coming from me, sometimes coming from other people about this race conversation. There's been multiple situations where me, as a, as a big, lovable dude, is seen as a big, angry dude because I'm energetic or because I'm excited, right? And so people will be on the defense. So the way that I've been, been able to break that down is to just show different parts of myself. But to do that, I have to be invited to do so. So what I do is I accept them for who they are, mm-hmm. and then I show myself. Mm-hmm. And now this is exactly what we're doing on a larger scale in DE&I. Mm-hmm. We're going into companies and we're asking people questions about themselves. We're getting to know them mm-hmm. and accept them and honor them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Then we share our stories. Mm-hmm. And then we come together with our combined stories. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So you're training people at companies to be able to create those, those types of conversations of like, hey, let me just be authentic mm-hmm. to let you be who you are so that then you can start to see me for who I am. Yes, and I can't accept you until I accept me. Mm-hmm. I can't recognize your identity and place in the world until I recognize mine, mm-hmm. which is really cool because Cloverleaf does it. Now, this isn't a plug for you, Thanks. but Cloverleaf does a great job with that. Yeah, Like a lot of times, like we come into a place and we're like, okay, we want to see you, love you, and accept you for who you are. Before we come in with our own agenda, before we come in with our own thing, like the way that Cloverleaf works, each person gets to find out about themselves mm-hmm. before they compare themselves to others. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk more about that. So um, for those of you who don't know, Cloverleaf, we we coach on cognitive diversity, where we really focus on like the differences of, hey, maybe this person is really analytical, whereas you're really big picture thinking, and that can cause this type of tension, but also here's how you can use that for, for good, right? So that is the like invisible diversity, right? Then you focus a lot on visible diversity. Where's the interplay with those two things? It starts with the invisible. So when I walk into a room, and I'm talking about DE&I, especially to a bunch of people who don't look like me, sometimes people who look like me, right? Automatically, defenses are up, right? Like, why do I need this? What is this going to do for me? Is this just another big black dude talking about big black problems, right? Mm -hmm. And so the way that we can kind of disarm that, and and that, that defense mechanism comes from bad situations that people may have had. Right. This is a trauma response. So to break through the trauma, we give them a cloverleaf test. Mm-hmm. Literally. Talk about yourself. A lot of times when people come to DE&I, they're thinking, uh, I'm not going to be heard. And you're going to force me to, to feel bad about who I am or who my parents were that have nothing to do with me. And I'm like, oh, baby, you got it so wrong. Mm-hmm. This right here is we're going to celebrate our diversity. I don't know our diversity until I get to see your test scores. Mm-hmm. Let's start from there. Mm-hmm. And so we're moving it away from physically racial, Mm -hmm. from visually racially, right? And we're moving it into cognitive differences. Mm -hmm. Then from there, I may be just like a person that may look totally the opposite of what I look like. Mm -hmm. 
and that's okay. You could look like me. I could. <laughs> I would be honored. Let me say, let me go ahead and throw that out there Change right you. now. Yeah. I'm done. Done. No, You're just kidding. So I, really, so I really like myself. <laughs> that's, that's a gift. That's really a gift to feel that, like, self-acceptance. I think that's rare. I think that's really rare for people. And, you know, as a seven... Like we've been known in Enneagram Seven, that is, we've been known to reframe bad situations. There are definitely parts of of me and of my of my my life. Especially as a seven, I was talking to to, to Jazz about this, who's my executive assistant, who's phenomenal. I'm sad she can't be on here with y'all, but like. I was talking to her about this. Being a seven, the 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 connotation or the expectation is for you to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like you're excited about things, so you're dumb, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Nick and I are fellow sevens uh, on the Enneagram. I have dealt with that my whole life, like mm-hmm. where people actually like question my intelligence because I'll run into a room and be like, I'm so happy to see you. Right. It is just great to be here. <laughs> or like I'll be... I'll be in like a serious meeting and I'll crack a joke and then I realize, oh, it wasn't the time. <laughs> like, dang it. I was just trying to bring like relationship energy, like uh, fun. <laughs> and there's that, that, that can lead to questions about like intelligence and commitment. Yeah. And, and the word professional mm-hmm. doesn't mean fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like not? the word like when you become a professional, you when things should. become adulting, it's you usually should. never fun. You should still be allowed to have fun. You should not allowed to. It should be fun, period. I right? Mean, the all of the research on like the importance of play for creativity. Mm-hmm. Or like how do you have innovation with no fun? Like that just shuts like you gotta exercise the whole brain, not just that one left side or sorry, right side that's like very analytical, right? So this is one thing that, that I learned through one of our podcasts. We were actually doing an interview with this other guy, uh, and, and he's a pastor on the west side of town. He was talking about leaning into your pain. Now, as a seven, my response is, ew, no, right? <laughs> like, I definitely do not want to lean into my pain or your pain. Matter of fact, yeah. let's talk this out, yeah. right, and have some ice cream, move on about our day. Yeah. But, like, when you when some people lean into their pain, they become innovative. They, they get to innovate. Mm-hmm. Because the pain is like sitting on a tag, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're done. They want to get up, mm-hmm. right? So they need that. I recognize that. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes don't want to be around them. Well, okay, so this is really interesting because there are different ways that people can arrive at, like, good outcomes, right? So, like, for sevens, one of the strengths that we bring to a room is that we will bring energy and fun, and we will do that at all costs, avoiding pain. <laughs> and that that can be good, and that can be bad, right? And it's really important to be aware of this in ourselves and in others so that we can, like, take the good and, like, grow through the, the weaknesses of it, right? And then the same thing can be true of, like, fours are just different different types of people where actually leaning into that pain is a strength that they have mm-hmm. that pushes them against that attack and brings out new innovation new new creative thought new like problem solutions yeah. that's one of the cool things about cloverleaf because you could already have a guys team. we just brought nick here to sell cloverleaf <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan i remember when it was like in its infancy and like i'm a, I'm a huge fan of you and just see how you're sort of um so, sort of bent on the world has been able to bless so many people it's ridiculous and so like in and i just i was thinking in my car like how i got into this um there's a guy his name is josh Watawa, and and he's a uh insurance salesman he was talking to me about how uh he feels like if you don't have insurance if you don't have this level of insurance, you don't love your family. 
So that was like his 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 bit. And that's how he was selling the product. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there something that that I obtain that if I don't share, it's because I don't love you, mm-hmm. right? And that is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so what Cloverleaf has has been able to do is accept all different types of people and give a, give a huge like diagram of not only their pluses but their minuses, things you can look out for, your blind spots, and like in, in within a team, some of us do not feel accepted. Mm-hmm. Period. Oh, yeah, totally. Going back to the DEI thing. So in a team, a lot of us do not feel accepted. So I, I, I need, if you, if you can, to move away from DEI being physically uh, a difference and move into the cognitive space because you are playing in the DEI space in a way that no one else is, and so are we. I view DEI and all, all of the conversations around like the importance of including different types of people as like incredibly meaningful. We're big believers in like having metrics around that and all of that. But I do also think that like in it, ultimately what it's helping you to do, yes, include more people and create more opportunity and and get over some of these like just weird belief systems that used to exist and still impact generations later, right? That's all super important. And also like it genuinely creates a richer life experience for everyone. When we can appreciate the fact that, like, I'm gonna approach this differently than you, and that's not a bad thing, that's actually a really good thing. And we can come and find, like, where is the middle ground, or sometimes it's not middle, sometimes it's a little to the left, a little to the right, and that's the best thing, right? But where is the best place for us to land that is going to make a much more impactful end result product customer experience, whatever it is you work on, but also like I'm going to be a much more relaxed and rich human for understanding that I'm not the end all be all and that that's actually a good thing and I need other people and their differences can actually compensate for some of the stuff that stresses me out or I'm just not good at or like I don't want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I appreciate your take on DE&I. Um, and how it actually always is about the things that you can't see. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely need to resolve the, the biases that exist around what you can see, but ultimately that is all to unlock the acceptance of what we can't see and, mm-hmm. and what we really need to value and receive from each other. Yeah, and who owns the word diversity? Like, I don't know how we started to associate diversity with just race. Or, 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 or just color or just sex because you and I may approach a, pro- a project exactly the same. Mm. And I'm not a woman. I ain't white. I ain't got them cool eyes you got either. But my it's eyes are cool so for their own reasons. I ain't got all that, right? And so, but, but we could approach the situation the same way, yeah. right? And I, and I could be so ignorant as to come into the room and think because you are female or because you are a, 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 a Caucasian individual, we're going to be so different. That's a lie. And that needs to be dismantled. And we get to dismantle this. Not saying that we can't honor your heritage and my heritage and where we come from. That's not what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean, that's not the end all be all. All right, Nick Jackson, that's enough for today. I think y'all will be seeing Nick Jackson here again. We got so much more we could be talking about. But if people want to follow up with you, if they want to find you, they want to see what you do where can where can people find out more about you and your work yes so if, if you're a student or if you're in education feel free to go to imspeaklove.com if you're a corporation and you're looking to bring this into your business this is nickjacksonspeaks.com all our social media is the same i would love to support each and every one of you thank you 
And be sure to tune back in next time to People Are Complicated, where you'll hear from more great coaches and regular people who are really working hard to see the difference between people and how that can really unleash all of us to do our best work together. Thanks.